0: You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong.
1: Yes, this is Leonard Birdsong back with you. I have on my hat today of being a federal, former federal prosecutor, knowing what goes on in investigations. I've never been in one this big, but I've been in some big ones. We have the Donald Trump Jr., the son of the President of the United States, supposedly met with the Russians. Back in June of 2016, right after his father won the nomination for the Republican presidential race, he told no one about the meeting. As a matter of fact, he lied about the meeting. A prosecutor investigating a potential conspiracy uses intrigued by the way information about meetings between Russians and the Trump campaign has been trickling out. Over the past few months, we know that several members of the Trump team have admitted to meetings and conversations with, the Russian, with Russian officials after initially denying any such contacts took place. In just the last few days, we read that Trump Jr. and administration officials have offered differing accounts of the meetings between or with the Russian lawyer Vessel Nitskaya. It's hard to pronounce these Russian names. Vesonitskaya. Lies or conflicting explanations can be important circumstantial evidence of criminal intent, folks. They may indicate that the truth is something more than nefarious, that someone does not want to be discovered. It's true that innocent people can make mistakes or forget about meetings, but it's also true that guilty people often lie and cover up their actions. Prosecutors in the special counsel's office, that's Mueller's office, and as I told you, I do know Mueller. He's a very good prosecutor. They have powerful investigative tools at their, dis- at their disposal. One of them is the grand jury, where they can compel testimony under oath from the key actors. Though granting immunity or reaching a plea agreement, they may obtain the cooperation of individual- individuals involved in criminal wrongdoing. They undoubtedly know much more about this meeting than more than has been revealed in the press. Now, again, it's my opinion, just my opinion, that Donald Trump Jr. will not be prosecuted for this meeting with the Russians and lying about it. But I do believe he will be put under oath and come before a grand jury where he has to tell the truth and the prosecutors want to find out more information. Now, the thing that struck me when I read these emails that I talked to you about, when Donald Trump Jr. was responding to the first email, he didn't seem to be very surprised that the Russians are trying to set up a meeting with him. To me, that indicates that maybe Donald Trump Jr. and others knew all along that the Russians wanted to help Donald Trump to be elected. Maybe we'll find that out. But let's just leave that there and talk about the fact that this whole thing about the Russians won't go away. Donald Trump would like it to go away, but it's not going to. As a result, many people in the administration have lawyered up, as they say. President Trump himself hired a fellow by the name of Mark Kasowitz in late May of this year. kasowitz has represented Trump in a number of prior legal actions, including the allegations of fraud about his real estate seminar program, Trump University. Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, hired a lawyer by the name of Abby Lowell in late June. I know Abby Lowell. He and I served in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. in 1980. We were both in the misdemeanor section during that year he 's turned out to be a very good and prosperous lawyer. Abby Lowell went on to serve as chief counsel to House Democrats during the impeachment of Bill Clinton and he defended Senator Robert Menendez, a defendant from new uh, sorry a Democrat Senator from New Jersey on corruption charges then there's attorney General Jeff Sessions. he hired a lawyer by the name of Charles Cooper in June. Cooper served as an assistant attorney general under Ronald Reagan and was identified as a possible Trump nominee to serve as solicitor general. Then there's vice president Pence. He's hired Richard Cullen and he did this in June last month. Cullen is a former U.S. attorney who worked on the legal team of George W. Bush doing the 2000 vote recount, uh, the 2000 vote recount. Those are people who are in the administration that's lawyered up. Here's a list of people outside the administration. As I told you, Donald Trump Jr. hired on Monday Alan Furtirfus. He's a criminal defense attorney in New York City. Michael Cohen, one of uh, President Trump's personal lawyer, hired Stephen Ryan in mid-June. Ryan is a former assistant U.S. attorney with experience prosecuting criminal cases. Former campaign chairman Paul Manafort retained Reginald Brown. Brown formerly served in the White House Counsel's Office and defends those targeted by government investigations. Former National Security Counsel Michael Flynn has retained Robert Kellner. Kellner is a prominent defense lawyer in Washington who focuses on campaign finance and political activity. The former campaign communications advisor Michael Caputo he, uh, retired, he resigned not too long ago. He hired Dennis Vacco in mid-June. Vacco is a former attorney general for the state of New York. Now, that's a lot of attorneys. I lived most of my adult life in and around Washington DC. I was an attorney there, a prosecutor there, a later defense attorney. The fact that various people have retained attorneys do not imply guilt. However, it does demonstrate How in these investigations, the Trump campaign and administrations have expanded, looping more and more people who might have information worth sharing. Nor should you be surprised if more names are added to this list before the investigation ends. That's how these investigations go. Most of you won't know what's happening. Even I won't know what's happening, but I know the process leads lead to other leads, which leads to people telling the truth that get higher-ups in trouble. So we don't know where this scandal will go. We don't know what will happen to Donald Trump. But we do know that there's collusion, but collusion by itself does not mean that there will be a prosecution. So we will see. This is Leonard Bird's song. I don't know if You are a Trump supporter or not. It's a sad set of affairs. I don't know what's going to happen with this administration. They didn't get off on a good start, and it seems to be getting worse. Donald Trump himself flew off last night, as I understand it, to Paris. He's going to be in Paris tomorrow. Tomorrow is Bastille Day. That's France's Independence Day and quite a day. I've been in Paris. No, I've been in France, not in Paris, on Bastille Day, A couple of years ago, my wife and I were in Nice, that is, on the Riviera, and we celebrated Bastille Day with the French there. It was a good time, lots of fireworks, lots of parades, lots of proud stuff by the French. We will see what Donald Trump has to say. The new President, Macron, invited him, and I hope that they can have a good relationship. At any rate... We will follow what's going on. People have said that this thing with Donald Trump Jr. is a smoking gun that proves there was collusion and that there may be a conspiracy. I don't buy it, folks. Not yet. I don't think that there's any one smoking gun yet. I think there are a lot of guns that might be smoking, but they haven't been smoked out yet. But I do know, and I'm here to tell you, that investigations are generally very thorough when you get a prosecutor like Mueller involved. We will say to you, stay tuned. All right. Maybe you don't even want to hear any of this, but I think it's topical, and I'm glad I can perhaps shed a little light on it for you. We're going to take another break here, and we're going to come back with something lighter. We're going to look at some of the news Uh, Just a little bit about, I think I have time to tell you a little about the battle emerging between the Trump administration over who controls immigration and refugees. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. We will be back. Stay with us.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232, or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232.
0: Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the Drive Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor
1: Birdsong. Yes, it is Professor Birdsong back with you, Leonard Birdsong. I used to be in the State Department for a while while I was in government service. I was a foreign service officer. Among other things, I was a consular officer for a while where I oversaw the issuance of visas and held hearings for former Nazi party members when I was stationed in Germany. This was in the mid-80s, and I loved working in the State Department. I got a chance to live in Nigeria, two tours there, northern Germany, the Bahamas, and for a year I was a special prosecutor in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I learned earlier this week that there is a battle emerging inside the Trump administration who uh, over who should control immigration and refugees. It comes from a story written by Josh Rogan in the Washington Post and talks about an emerging flashpoint in the struggle and debate over what part of the government should be in charge of deciding who gets into the United States. It's come about. Ever since the passage of the Immigration and Nationality Act in 1952, that's the immigration law of the United States, that admission has been charged to the State Department, where I used to work. Thousands of diplomats not only stamp passports and issue visas, but they also craft policy and make recommendations about who gets to visit, work, and seek refuge in the United States. I used to do those kinds of things, and I loved it. However, that tradition has now come into question, and I don't like what I hear. A document supposedly crafted by senior White House advisors includes proposals to move the State Department's Bureau of Consular Affairs and Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration over to the Department of Homeland Security. White House policy advisor Stephen Miller, who helped craft the document, has reportedly been pushing Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to get tougher on immigration, vetting, and refugee policy at the State Department. One White House official cautioned that these proposals resulted from a brainstorming session focused on improving efficiencies across government and were far from being approved. I hope they don't get approved. Another White House official, according to Josh Rogan, who wrote this, said that Tillerson doesn't if Tillerson doesn't go along with the changes, there are others who might strip foggy bar bottom of its role of its funk of its uh traditional functions. Now I don't know what all of that means quite honestly, but what I do know if the State Department no longer controls consular and visa um, uh, matters, there are 12,000 personnel across the world who will be without work, and more than $3 billion annually that we get from consular fees won't come into the Treasury. Now, leading Democrats say that the White House should leave things as they have been, Refugee resettlement is not an immigration program, but rather a humanitarian program and a diplomatic tool, says one congressman. One from Maryland, his name is Cardin. Cardin's house counterpart said that placing these tax in the hands, these tasks rather in the hands of law enforcement suggests that we view non-Americans as suspicious and maybe even a threat. I think this is wrong. This is not the way we want to do it. I don't know what's going to happen with this, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you telling you about it, but I believe that we should go along with the way things have been. The State Department has diplomats who want to make the United States and its values good to the rest of the world. We make decisions about who can come to the country as a visitor, who can come as an immigrant, State Department oversees the refugee program. It should not be a law enforcement type of job in the Department of Homeland Security. Again, this is my opinion, folks. This is my opinion. We uh, have some time here in the program. Let's go away from some of this heavy stuff and look at a few news tidbits that I found over the last week. Stuff in the news that's true that you may not have heard or read yourself. Here's the first one. Headline, not cool. The temperature in Avas, Iran, soared to a sweltering 129.2 degrees last Wednesday, matching the hottest day ever accurately recorded according to the Weather Underground. The previous record was set last year in Mitriba, Kuwait. According to meteorologists, 129.2. Get out the fans, folks. Good lord, that's hot! All right, here's another one. It's the smell we've all been waiting for, says the headline. Perfumer Demeter France, Perfumer Demeter Fragrance Library has released a new scent that will make you smell like a cat. How about that? The perfume called Kitten Fur. Was designed to capture the olfactory essence of the warmth and comfort of that perfect spot just behind the kitten's neck. This is according to a company description. Do you really want to smell like a cat? I don't. <laughs> My kids always loved cats when they were growing up. I used to have to have cats around. I don't want to smell like one, although cats are sort of friendly. Here's one. A Texas woman just got her citizenship and wants to be a judge again. Young Min Burkett is her name of South Korea, who had been a Corpus Christi municipal judge in Texas before it was learned in May that she was only a permanent legal resident and not a U.S. citizen. Now that she has been sworn in last Friday, she now wants to have her job back. It's up to the city council to decide whether Burkitt can be reinstated as a judge. This is in Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi Municipal Court in Texas. Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. Okay. Another news tidbit. Headline. He's Putin's, I'm sorry, he's Putin's, He's Putin's, I'm sorry, he's Putin's artistic talents. A fellow by the name of Dario Gambarian plowed a 440-foot-wide portrait of Vladimir Putin into his fields near Verona, Italy, ahead of this past week's G20 meeting. That was held in Hamburg, Germany. Last year, Gambarian did portraits of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton in his fields. I'm sure these are news tidbits that you hadn't heard that you'd only hear on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Do I have some more? Well, I have just a few more here. Maybe not even a few, just a couple. Her breeding business was for the birds. That's the headline of this story. A Northern California woman must curtail her backyard bird breeding operation because of the smell Noise and flies that were driving her neighbors crazy. The woman keeps, <laughs> I can't believe this. The woman keeps 500 parrots and other tropical birds, which she sells on Craigslist for between $650 to $1,600. This is in Almeda County, California. Deputy, sheriff's deputies there ordered her to reduce her flock of 500 parrots down to 50. Now, again, that's a whole lot of parrots. It seems like she'd go broke just feeding 500 parrots. But, you know, it takes all kinds, folks. Here's one, and it's interesting. It called, the headline says, Sony Returns and it shows a picture of a turntable. Here's the story. Three decades after it abandoned vinyl production, Sony says it will start making records again on the back of surging demand for the retro music format. It will be churning out freshly pressed records by next March, according to Sony, Sony Music Entertainment. The Japanese company stopped making vinyl records in 1989 as consumers flocked to compact discs, And other emerging technology. Vinyl has been making a global comeback as it attracts not only nostalgic older consumers, but also younger generations. Global vinyl revenue will con- nope, let's start that again. Global vinyl revenue will top $1 billion this year while sales of CDs and digital downloads continue to fall according to estimates from the consulting firm Deloitte. Well, 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 you better get your your new turntable out and buy some vinyl. This is Leonard Birdsong. I'm here with you on Thursdays between 1 and 2 Eastern Standard Time on Talk Zone is internet radio at its best. You can hear me 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you have a computer or an app. I am available to listen to what I say. I have humor. I have news, I have opinion, and I have storytelling, and I love to be here with you. I'm going to end the show today with a few riddles. I love riddles, and some of you out there listening also love riddles. See if you can figure these riddles out. All right. Have you heard this one? Why did the drum take a nap? Why did the drum take a nap? Now, that's not hard. Think about it. What's the answer? You know, the drum took a nap because it was beat. (laughs) Yep, the drum took a nap because it was beat. All right. Why did the girl take a ruler to bed? Think about it now. Don't all jump at once. Why did the girl take a ruler to bed? You got a few moments. Go ahead, think about it. The girl took a ruler to bed to see how long she slept. (laughs) All right, folks. These are fun. Some of you are getting them. Some of them you don't get. This is a hard one. Maybe you've never heard this one. What did Tennessee... What did Tennessee think about it? That's the question. What did Tennessee? What's the answer? The same thing as Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one, too. Yes, I like it. Okay, You you can stop the laugh. Okay. All right. I'm going to end with this one folks. And again, can you figure this one out? Here's the question. Did you hear about the explosion at the cheese factory? Did you hear about the explosion at the cheese factory? Oh, you didn't? Here's the answer. Debris was everywhere. Debris was everywhere. The explosion at the cheese factory. Get it? (laughs) All right, folks. This has been Leonard Birdsong. I'm here with a few riddles for you that I thought were funny. I hope you could figure them out. I like doing them. And I will be back with you next week. Now, you can follow some of my dumb criminal law stories on my blog. It's www com. It's leonardbirdsongslaw.com Let me start that again. www.leonardbirdsongslaw.com That's my blog. You can find it. You can read some of the funny stories I put up there. I collect them. It's a hobby. Also, you can go to my website, LeonardBirdsong.com. You can find out more about me. You can also order some of my books if you'd like. I hope you do. Finally, you can um, also email me if you'd like to make a comment or ask me a question. My email is lbirdsong22, just the numbers 2-2, two, two, lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. I love being here, you. I love being here with you on Talk Zone every Thursday. I hope you stick with me. I've had fun today. I'll be back with you next week. I'm signing off. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio.